Hello, everybody. Tonight, the creme de la creme, the cream of the crop. It's the Big 12, where the players have come out swinging before the season even starts. If you can't handle it, go play intramurals, brother. Recording live from somewhere, this is one and done. Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard that Green Screens Media Train. Welcome to the one and done Big 12 preview powered by DrRoto.com. I am your humble host, my name is Jay Heinrich, the conductor of the aforementioned Green Screens Media Train. You can find me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, Elon's Hellhole, at Dr. William Cannon. Let's get right to my broskies in basketball, two of the best in the business to do it, starting with El Capitan himself. He is the captain of the Green Screens Media ship. Follow him on X at MCHolland34, the OG Money Mike. That is Mr. Mike Holland. What it do, baby? What it do, guys? We are when it strikes midnight, which is uh, not too far off from here uh, in Central Standard Time. We will be one week away from some college hoopers, and uh, yeah, excited, man! We got the top twenty countdown rolling through. Uh, check out my DFS content that I will be posting on DrRoto.com, as well as all of our stuff that we do, fantasy football. Just diving into all kinds of things. Check out the website. And uh, I've collected 11 satellite tickets on DraftKings already, thanks to college football. Let's go. uh, Yeah, I'm ready for the season, guys. I'm ready. Doing big things. El Capitan himself. Doing it big over on DK. Of course. Last in the intros. But first in your hearts, he's the baron of bread of Green Screens Media that you can find in those Twitter streets at FantasyNav. He is Eric the Blue. That's Eric Romov. What's happening? Man, we are back. We are so back. And we are just around the corner from the tip-off of this upcoming college basketball season. It has been a busy offseason. If you haven't checked out all of that work, I, I don't know what she's doing. Go back. Check out all of our playlists. It's all organized. We have our conference previews. We have our interviews. We have our transfer portal shows. We have our recruiting shows. Everything that you need in order to get ramped up for the season that is just about a week away. And someone that I know is ramped up is one of our steadfast viewers here during our spotlight showdowns. These the one and only Kalen here put it straight in the veins. Our resident Nova fan, Kalen. We appreciate you swinging Both through. Arms. Both arms. It is time. That's right, Kalen. Thanks for checking us out. Hey. Just like Kaylin, you can hop in that live chat. You can hop in the comments if you're watching after the live broadcast. We see you guys out there. We see you watching. A lot of you watch, and a lot of you aren't subscribing. So make sure we can see that. We can just, we got those numbers. We see it. You know, it's all the the metrics department that that works really hard at Green Screens Media. Oh, we even have a graphic up there. Look at that. Whoa. Not subscribed. 85, 83 percent. I can't read. I, That's I'm a old lot. Guys. Okay. For just anyway, one more don't hit those like and, yeah, hit those like and subscribe buttons. Are we at six hundred yet, boys? Someone gets to be the the six hundred subscriber. Someone, Probably someone watching right now. 
do it. Be the 600 subscriber. We appreciate that. And leave us a comment letting us know you did it. Uh, follow at the real Napier, of course. I got Chris, who's out in Denver right now, was at the Broncos game earlier today. But check him out. You're going to see him on the top 20 doing some digital content for us, as well as El Capitan hopping into the top 20 countdown as well. But that's not what we are here for tonight. We are here for, of course, the Big 12. Last year, 10 teams, but now we've got four new teams coming in, making it a 14-team league this year. The regular season title went to Kansas, of course, edging out Texas by one game after finishing 13-5. and Conference tourney, though, those Longhorns got him back. Beat him pretty handily, 76-56, to win the conference tournament title. And, of course, seven bids from the Big 12 last year into the Big Dance. Kansas was a one seed. Texas got a two seed. Baylor and Kansas State were each three seeds. TCU and Iowa State, six seeds. And country road, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia is the nine seed. All 10 teams were in the top 63 in Ken Palm metrics. Numero uno in conference strength. This is the big daddy, and it will continue to be this year. With these teams, these teams coming in are not watering things down at all. So why don't we go ahead and get right to the headlines with our guy, Eric, as we always like to do first. Eric the Blue, what do we need to know about the Big 12? The Big 12, the strongest conference in the country last year. You mentioned all 10 of last year's teams inside the top 65. And now they go out and they add four more teams, three from the AAC, one more from the WCC. And the, the big question is, you know, now that it's expanded, how will these new teams affect the league, right? You know, we, we talked about it a bit during the Big Ten conference preview. This is a league that got seven teams in last year. You know, arguably should have had more in last year. But now that now that we've expanded, you know, is there a realistic shot that we see eight, nine teams make their way into the tournament maybe? Obviously, among these newcomers, Houston is the is the heavy hitter, right? Last three years, they have a Sweet 16, an Elite Eight, and a Final Four appearance, right? Like, just the absolute pedigree coming in with Coach Sampson. BYU, as lo along with Cincinnati, very solid programs in their own rights, right? No pushovers in conference play. You know, question on how, how they'll fare during the transition as, you know, there's there, there's no there's no nights off in the Big 12. So, you know, the... The, the competition level is going to be ratcheted up for these teams coming in. And then lastly, UCF, you know, they've they've been kind of a middle-of-the-road program in their, you know, their tenure in the AC, AAC. You know, they they have maybe the toughest transition after losing Taylor Hendricks. You know, they, they, they've got a solid coach in, in Coach Dawkins. You know, I, I, I may take them a little while to get going, but ultimately, right, like, the cream rises to the top. I, I think that the level of play is going to be as strong as ever with these newcomers coming in. And secondly, I mean, if, if you want to make the tournament coming out of this, this conference, you absolutely have to pick up one or two key road wins along the way, right? Like this league was third in home win percentage last year. It's also fourth in close game percentage, games decided by four points or less. So with 14 teams, you know, that – that margin of error is even thinner this year, right? You got to bag a couple on the road. You got to win the close ones. That is the formula to make the tournament out of the Big 12 this year. 
Yeah, but even if you take the if you have the quote unquote easier road, there'll still be plenty of opportunities for you to get those road wins. You know, you just gotta capitalize, like you said, Eric, on that one. Mike, what do you got for us, man? Headlines, headlines, headlines. Uh <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna go back to go back to my bag, go to the well here. There we uh, go. Earlier preview shows, you know, Eric stole my freshman a few shows ago. I'm going back to the freshmen. There are three yep. in this conference that I think are going to have a major impact, and it wouldn't surprise me if a few more do. Uh, there's this is always a conference that has some guys that pop out of nowhere. But the Baylor wing, Jacoby Walter, is a five-star. I think he's going to have a significant role. Uh, Iowa State has Omaha Baloo, uh, another five-star. I think he's going to be a pivotal uh, player in their, you know, their, their look to get into another NCAA tournament. And then Oklahoma State forward, Eric Daly. Heard a lot of good things about him this offseason. He's a four-star. Uh, probably going to have to play some major minutes for uh, the Cowboys here. Uh, you know, Baylor, they, they lost their entire backcourt. I mean, Flagler's gone. George is gone. Cryer's gone. I mean, Walter's going to have to do some scoring. Uh, no doubt that he'll get it done. A lot of his film, man, you can see him uh, get to the basket with ease. He can really shoot it. Uh, with Baloo, I mean, he's got NBA potential for Iowa State. I mean, he's great around the basket. I mean, his biggest impact is probably going to be defensively. The guy's just really versatile on that end. can probably guard every position. And Oklahoma State, you know, they weren't tournament eligible. Uh, I think this is a critical year for Mike Boynton. I mean, Daly's going to be counted on maybe more than any other freshman in this league. So he played well during USA basketball. Uh, yeah, his inside-out game is, is something that Boynton's going to need to take advantage of. And I might be burying the lead, guys. Kansas, why have we not said Kansas yet? Ten minutes into a preview show, they've dominated this conference. Bill Self program. Obviously been under some scrutiny uh, from Arteria Morris and, you know, the NCAA sanctions. But – Guess what? He landed the big fish in the transfer portal. He has a solid core coming back. And until I see something different, I think we know where they're going to be slotted in our famous tiers section later on. So, the, yes, those are some of my highlights there, Jay. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, South doesn't even care. Like, what's the – I mean, <laughs> oh, put him out for three or four games at the beginning of the season against our sisters of the four or whoever they're playing doesn't matter uh, just it, it's Kansas man they're gonna they're gonna be there for sure and <clears throat> yeah we did wait about 10 minutes before mentioning them but they'll get plenty of love today don't you worry <laughs> don't looks worry. like we've got some people hopping in the comments already what do we have here uh, well uh, we'll go in reverse order first just stating <clears throat> the absolute facts big 12 the best conference since 2017 in Kevin's opinion. And then Kevin's got a got a couple of thoughts here about Iowa State. Uh, you know, some identified as a sleeper, likes Gilbert, likes Curtis Jones. Um, you know, thinks that they're going to be a bit of an offensive juggernaut on a nightly basis. I wouldn't say offensive juggernaut. Probably going to be okay defensively since they're always great defensively, or okay yeah. offensively. Yeah, okay is better than not okay, right? It's a couple of guys that can definitely elevate out. you. Yeah. To AI, that I was told there would be no math, but moving on now. Frey, if you haven't liked and subscribed yet, make sure you do that. Tell the hoopheads in your life about one and done. Leave us a comment. We see you there in the lobby watching. Be sure to do like Kevin did, hopping in a new commenter here on one and done. We appreciate you, Kevin, for doing that. Flash us a comment, chunk up the deuce, whatever you want to do. The old fire. Fire emojis. Oh, yeah, Kalen. Obviously, Kalen is back. 
you know, oh, Kalen is back. Kansas, Kansas was underwhelming, underwhelming today. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about the exhibition. The Got it from old Terrence Shannon. <laughs> hey, before before we move on, we we're going to get to the returning players in the, in, the, in a tough league like we always do. But I wanted to ask you guys, how much stock do you put in exhibition games at this point in the season? We're a week or so out. You know, a lot of guys are getting runs. Coaches are trying to, <laughs> coaches are trying to work on a few different things. You know, just twelve minute quick, quarters, like, like all kinds. Well, yeah. Of so, so what do you think? And how much stock do you put in this stuff? None. Uh, St. John's Zero. is apparently going to be terrible. They lost to Pace today. Uh, Kansas apparently not going to be that great. Uh, yeah, you just <laughs> uh, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> I'll uh, we'll see it when they actually play the twenty minute halves and uh, the regular rotations are in place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. of these games yeah. are for charity anyway, so it's like coaches are trying all kinds of stuff. But uh, Caitlin with the thin on the wings, um, I don't know, man. May have to disagree with you on that, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on during the show. Yeah, well, we're gonna get right into some Kansas here. Let's start with Kansas and our returning players we're going to do a couple of trios here one duo returning and then a couple of quad boxes this is the most we've really done in terms of returning players i believe in this section we've done every single conference across the country except the ivy league and uh other everything else though we we've always done returning players and there's just so much talent coming back in this league we're really stretching this out so let's get into it now starting with kansas dewan harris Kevin McCullough and KJ Adams coming back for the Jayhawks. Harris, of course, the 6'2", 170-pound guard, averaged nine points, six dimes on 40% from three, and 2.2 steals. Got to love those sticky fingers. McCullough is the 6'7", 212-pound wingman, averaged almost 11 points with seven boards, two and a half dimes, and two steals. Another defensive terror. And then, of course, K.J. Adams Jr., 6'7", 235 pounds, averaged 10.5 points and 4.3 boards for those Jayhawks. Leadership and defense jumping off the page, Mike, with this score coming back. Oh, they have my mic muted there. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, first time uh, during the conference preview series. So (laughs) (laughs) got me there. But, uh, yeah, man, love these three coming back. I mean, Harris – like such an underrated all-around player. Like, I get it, right? The scoring isn't great, but he doesn't need to do that for this team. It's actually – he's gotten better every year with his offense, but, I mean, he's one of the best defensive point guards in the country. He's also a very good playmaker. He makes great decisions, obviously, with that six assists. McCuller, he's back. Uh, talk about the wings, right? I mean, he's a savvy veteran on the wing. Three years in the Big 12, and he's averaged 30 minutes in the Big 12. Uh, so, for three years. Uh, you know, his transition from Texas Tech was very smooth. Uh, you know what you're going to get from him, right? Like, he's just that guy. He's, he's not going to, like, wow you with anything, but he's just uh, a good decision maker as well. And he's got a little bit of playmaking ability to go with the strong defense. And then K.J. Adams, he's from these parts down here in Austin, kind of played that small ball center. We talked about that this offseason. And he's more of a, you know, more of a wing. So going to play some more four this year. And I'm interested to see what that's going to do for his game. He's got elite athleticism, elite bounce. He's got a full year of solid minutes under his belt. So I think his trajectory is pointing way upward, and I'm excited to see what he's going to do this year. Uh, oh, oh, great. Another another player with a with a, a huge ceiling for Kansas. Shocking. No, this is definitely worth this is a reason that we that we lead off with, with Kansas and their talent coming back. I mean, this is a solid trio as it gets. Moving on down here, like Mike mentioned, we're down here in Central Texas, 
right down the street from the Moody Center here, where Tyrese Hunter, Dylan Mitchell, and Dylan DeSue will all suit up this season for the Texas Longhorns. Hunter, the six foot, 175 pound point guard, 10.3 points, two and a half dimes. Dylan Mitchell, 6'8", 210-pound forward, 4.3 points and four boards in 17 minutes, and apparently a three-point shooter now. And Dylan DeSue, 6'9", 225 pounds, 8.8 8 points, four and a half boards, and 1.3 blocks. Eric, I'm, I'm going to spare Mike this one and making him talk about how close Texas was to a Final Four appearance. But there, these are definitely some key pieces returned in here in Austin. Man, we're going to spare Mike and we're going to spare the audience because if, if Mike had the horns, we'd be going about 30 minutes on just this one slide. This this team was so close in that game against Miami. Obviously, Miami edged them out. But, I mean, the, the horns are, are in the mix again this year, right? Like, you know, Dylan DeSue had that injury in the Sweet 16. He was coming in white hot over the course of of the tournament last year before that injury took him out really looking forward to his final year. He's, you know, he's going to be more of a focal point on the offensive side, right? Carr's gone. Allen's gone. Rice is gone. Just a, a ton of opportunity and usage for him to stop up. It's a great rebounder. It's a hometown hero. It's just the kind of story that you love to see for Hunter. Like, you know, he's, he's really the, the, the straw that serves the drink here, right? Like he's improved his three point shooting from last year. Which is which is a nice bonus. Um, you know, he's he's already that kind of floor general type. He's he's also a big time defensive presence, right? He can put heavy pressure on opposing point guards. Just a, a lot of different ways that he contributes to the game on both ends of the floor. And and Mitchell, you know, he he kind of feels like he's the key to unlocking this whole thing, right? Like what he did during the NBA pre-draft camps was was just absolutely shocking, right? Like kid all of a sudden has stroke from from three point range, which. You know, we didn't really have on our bingo card for him prior to that pre-draft process. So, you know, it's it's not it's not a surprise. You know, he's, he was a, a consensus top five recruit in the 2022 class. He's got size. He's got versatility. You know, if if he can play the three, it's it's going to be a game changer on on both ends of the floor, right? Like the the level of athleticism that Mitchell brings is is probably going to be unmatched pretty much every night that they're they're facing off against someone else. So. You know, the, this team was just inches away from making an even deeper tournament run, and they they brought back, you know, three critical pieces to making some more noise this season. Rodney Terry is very, very fortunate <laughs> that Dylan Mitchell is not a professional basketball player at, at, at this point. And, yeah, I mean, the, the three-point shot, like I sort of mentioned on the lead into this slide, is out of, from out of nowhere, um, if, if that's a part of the game – this is, uh, you know, this is this is already a dangerous team, but man, to, to see that in gameplay would would be something for, for the Longhorns. All right, a couple of trios out of the way here. Let's move to a duo coming into the conference here, with those Houston Cougars returning, of course, down there to the Cougar High. Sorry, Cougar fans. Jamal Shed and Jawan Roberts. Shed, the 6'1", 200-pound point guard, 10.5 points, 5.5 times, 1.7 steals. Juwan Roberts, 6'7", 235-pound forward, 10.7.5 boards, and 1.3 swats. Jokes aside, Mike, all these cats do is win, win, 
when the competition in this Big 12 obviously a step up, it will put them to the test every night. But I, I believe that 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 they can handle it. <laughs> I believe they can handle it as well. I was wondering how long it was going to take for the two resident Longhorn homers and a Big 12 preview to uh, drop the first hammer on another team and the Cougar high came out. So sorry, Cougar fans. It's just kind of built into us. We try to be fair to everyone, but here we are. We're just going to try to make our way through this preview. Uh, but, hey, man, the AAC, it's not a slouch, man. We talk about that all the time. Like, these guys have done it during non-conference as it's storming here in Austin uh, and uh, looking to get back into the dance, obviously. Like, Shed, he's a rock solid at the guard position. I mean, he's not going to completely wow you in, like, any one area, but he's really consistent, strong defensively, a good playmaker, good scorer. I think he's in for a really good uh, senior year. And then Roberts, he's basically the same as Shed, but in the front court. Like, last year he had a first-time big role. He really delivered. Jairus Walker is gone. We've seen a lot of talented front court players come out of the Cougar program here in the last uh, three years or so. And uh, to me, he's probably the most important player on this roster and what he's going to have to do for this front court. So, uh, yeah, love Robertson Shedd coming back. Um, you know, Coach Sampson, he does what he's doing. Yeah, and there's no doubt about that. You know, it's, uh, they're going to handle this up and down just fine. I don't think uh, injury bug aside, you know, hitting this roster, the, the Cougars will be just fine. It's going to be tough, though, for them. But there's our duo. We had two trios. We had the duo. Now let's hit that first quad box here. Oh, boy. <laughs> right up there in the upper left, Naquan Tomlin. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, well, I'll, oh, I'll just boy. get through these names first. Naquan Tomlin. <laughs> Taman Lipsy, excuse me. Uh, I'm going to get this one. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to get this <laughs> Fuseni Traore, <laughs> Fuseni Traore, I got it there. Fuseni Traore yeah. and Pop Isaacs there. All well, right, the na all names on all. Of yeah, them. we definitely got quite a, some good names. You know, I'm a lover of some good basketball names. Fuseni Traore is um, that's up there. Naquan Thomas not too bad either, uh, but he's not doing himself any favors off the court. He did average 10.5 points, six boards, 1.2 steals. And one block per 2.2 stocks per game. Give me all of that in the Big 12, the 6'10, 210 pounds, not afraid to mix it up. Well, last night's arrest does not change how important Tomlin is going to be to this K State team, uh, Eric. Yeah, it, it absolutely does not, right? Like Tomlin was was that third piece of the, the Big Three that shocked the country that ended Michigan State's tournament run last year and he's he's just he's so versatile as as a defender right like he can he can really give a number of different positions on on the opposing side fits with his with his defensive prowess and his his offenses you know it's it's only going to get better right we saw some flashes here in there last season you know I, I think we're going to see that arrow continue to point up you know we're we're we're, we're going to talk about another big three this year right there there's plenty of talent uh, talented pieces on this this K State team, and you know Tomlin coming back is is a huge hold for them. Yeah, and it'll be anxious to see if there's any disciplinary actions taken. If he misses a game or two, who knows? But word on the street is that he was at a at a sports bar called Tubby's, <laughs> I believe, and was arrested at one fifty two a.m. Uh, I promise you, Naquan, <laughs> nothing good happens at Tubby's <laughs> at 1.52 a.m. Go home, my guy. 
but I'm sure he'll he'll clean it up because he's way too important to this team not to. Taman Lipsy, point guard at Iowa State, averaged 7.3 points, four boards, 4.4 assists, and 2.2 steals. Oh, I love that stat line. Excellent freshman year for Lipsy last year, Mike. But now a little bit more is going to be at, uh, going to be asked of the sophomore point guard. Yeah, one of those surprise breakout players uh, as a freshman last year. I did not see that coming. He showed a ton of ability to play Meg. He's a lockdown defender. Now Holmes and Kalsher are gone from the backcourt. He's going to be asked to do a little bit more here. Uh, and, you know, his progression, I think, is one of the key key storylines for the Cyclones being, uh, you know, ultra competitive this year. And, uh, man, uh, what, what's up with these arrests? I mean, we've got six more days. Can we make it? We had Mbaco. Now we got Tomlin. Like, come on, guys. Like, uh, go home and get some rest. The season's about to start. They're ready. They're ready to get in that one last run in there out on the out on the town, and it's costing a couple of them here, don't you think? All right. I mean, like you said, man, just stay stay good. I mean, I love watching Lipsy, back to Lipsy. I love watching him distribute the ball. Like, super unselfish player. He, he, I think you should, you could describe him that he just makes winning plays. Lipsy's that guy, and, and, and he's going to make a lot of winning plays for the Cyclones. All right. Fuseni Traore, they call him Fus in Provo. So we're gonna, I'm going to call him Fus. 6'6", 240-pound big man for the Cougars. Average 13 points, 7.8 boards in 25 minutes. The bruiser, absolute bruising power forward. Oh, yeah, by the way, we've been interviewing all these coaches, too. Get back. We interviewed Coach Pope in the offseason as well, and absolutely, he was absolutely gushing over Foose, Eric, and uh, I think it's really easy to see why. Yeah, for, for good reason, right? This this guy is is as solid as it comes. You know, he's he's a he's an absolute load, just a super strong kid, gets it done around the rim. He's he's only he's only six six, but he just he plays at a much bigger size than that. You know, we we'd like to see him develop, you know, a, a bit more range. You know, he's, he's doing a lot of his damage pretty close to the bucket, but you know, you, you know what you're going to get from him every single night. You know, any, anything beyond that is, is icing on the cake. And he, he's heading into his junior year with a ton of momentum, right? So Foose is definitely a name to watch as BYU gets adjusted to the big 12. Are we going to make it out the Provo? <laughs> I mean, we talked about it. Maybe we not. talked about. We got the invite. We got the invite, yeah, and like from Coach Bo, we might we might have to think about that. We have to get out. This is going to be a good team. All right, last one on the slide here. Pop Isaac's six two hundred seventy five pound point guard, eleven and a half points, two and a half assists on thirty eight percent from deep. Definitely good enough there with one point one steals as well. He went for thirty today. In Tech's exhibition, okay, I, we, we already wrote off the exhibition. So, but he went for play? 30. <laughs> A&M, they deep. We put it up against those fighting Texas A&M Aggies. And uh, like Lipsy, Mike, this is another freshman breakout player from a year ago. Yeah, I mean, he was so good last year. Um, he's one of the lone holdovers for uh, new coach Grant McCaslin. So, a uh, great holdover. Uh, Isaac can really do it all offensively. I mean, we saw it in the exhibition game, drop 30. Uh, but like I said earlier, that might not matter once it comes to the season, but we saw it last year from him in flashes. So let's see if he can keep the momentum going. And for a roster that, I mean, I guess it, I, I thought it was going to lack some offensive punch, but uh, until it's the regular season, right? We can say that, uh, but he's going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting for this team for sure. Um, not only playmaking, but also scoring. 
in those Twitter streets I was reading today that they were saying Texas Tech is back. 89 points or whatever <laughs> they put up. Hey, there. What is that? Uh, so that's what that's what I you know I was seeing it in them Twitter streets. Dalton you know? connect so today. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? back offensively. Who knows? He's back. All right. Tomlin, Lipsy, Treore, and Isaac's there. One more, one more slide here from the Fantastics Graphics Department. Four players returning, scattered around this league. Emmanuel Miller, Milos Yuzan. Victor Lakin, Lockin, excuse me, Victor Lockin, and Jalen Bridges. Let's start with Miller, the wingman from TCU, coming in at 6'7 and 215. Average 12.3 points, six and a half boards, and 39% from deep. One of two returning starters for Coach Dixon last uh, last year, Eric, uh, you know, that he has at his disposal this season. Yeah, and if, it feels like Miller's largely flown under the radar nationally, right? He, he enters year five. He's played 113 games between Texas A&M and TCU, right? So playing at quite literally the highest level. You know, the, the three-point shooting last year is, is really what jumps off the page. 39% from range is fantastic, and it is a big improvement for him. So, you know, now you look at this team, no Mike Miller, no Damian Baugh. You know, Emmanuel Miller is is going to be asked to to do a lot, right? There's a the, the there's a there's a ton of uh, of of usage for him to sop up now that Mike Miles Jr. is out the door along with Damian Boss. So, you know, the, the, this Horn Frog team is going to go as far as as he goes. We're going to hit our betting preview here pretty soon. Make sure you have those notification bells on and hit the subscribe button so you. You figure that out. We're going to talk about some some odds to get to the Final Four. And, man, TCU is a team that I was all over last oh, year. Spicy. And they may be a team that I'm all over again this year. Jay's TCU if, Horn Frogs. If, yeah, if, just like Baylor Bears or Mike's, as we like to joke around here, uh, I think TCU might fall into that category for me. And if Miller can shoot 39% from three and maintain that, uh, that'll play a big part in whether or not they can make that run. Milos Yuzan, the uh, 6'4", 200-pound guard in Oklahoma. Six points, nope, 7.6 points, three assists, and 41% from three for the Sooner guard. Yet another guard who made waves as a freshman last year. Yuzan hoping to get the Sooners back into the tournament, Mike. Man, it feels like I'm landing on all the uh, the sophomore guards that uh, that turned heads last year. I mean, uh, Yuzan is another guy that makes the right play. I mean, makes his uh, teammates better. He showed a nice stroke from three last year. I mean, he's not going to blow you away with his highlight plays, but he's had a full year under this belt and expect the game to slow down for him. And really an underrated asset in this league for uh, Coach Porter Moser. So looking forward to see what he's going to do in year two. Victor Lockin. 6'11", 240-pound forward for those Cincinnati Bearcats. Feels weird to be talking about the Cincinnati Bearcats in a Big 12 preview, but here we are. 11.6 points, 7 boards, 1.2 steals, 1.4 blocks. Give me 2.6 stocks per game all day, Mr. Lock. And the Bearcats looking like they're going to miss out on some key guys due to the transfer portal rule. You know, that. You know what What rules are there? Could you, could you explain this to me? With the lack of weight, all right. But let's get to Victor first. Um, they they one thing that they know that they can count on is lock in, and hopefully 
taking that big jump his sophomore year, Eric. The first rule of the transfer portal is there are no rules in the transfer portal. And Cincinnati is 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 taking that on the chin, specifically in, in their front court, right? They're still waiting on waivers for guys like Vendago. We've got, you know, Jamile uh, Reynolds, you know, still uh, both are our, our top 300 transfers that are waiting on their waivers like a week out from the start of the season. So, you know, Lockin is going to be sitting here and, you know, potentially is, is going to have a, a huge role and a ton of work available to him you know, depending on, on how this shakes out. And, you know, he's he's good enough inside on, you know, in, in terms of his offensive game, you know, where where he really makes his mark is on the defensive side of the, the court, you know, with, you know, with the, the, the change in the conference, you know, his his play on both ends is, is going to be crucial for, for how this plays out for the Bearcats while they await some, uh, some uncertain news on the waiver front. Hate the transfer portal. I hate. I don't hate the transfer portal. Let me. Let me. Let me clean that up. I love the transfer portal. I hate that that this that it's seven days out <laughs> from the season as we record right now, and we still don't know rosters. <laughs> okay. All right. Jalen Bridges, six nine, two hundred twenty five pound forward from Baylor, averaged ten point three points, five point six boards, and a block per a key member. Of the front court returning for Scott Drew as Bridges looks to close out his senior year with the bang in, at Mike's Baylor Bears. There we go. Got it in. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I mean, hey, look, like this guy knows all about this league and the grind of it. He spent his first couple of years at West Virginia and made a real smooth transition to Baylor last year uh, after a slow start. Uh, career high in field goal percentage, his three point percentage was still under 33%. So, you get a little boost there. Um, you know, he's going to be a real force in this league. Like, can he get better off uh, defensively? I mean, that's something I'm going to be watching for early in the year. But, uh, yeah, he's going to have a key role in that front court. So, uh, we'll see what uh, my coach, Drew, there can get done for these Baylor Bears <laughs> and, uh, yeah, specifically Bridges at the four. He's a damn good coach. We joke around a lot, obviously, but he knows what he's doing down there. Uh, Bridges is definitely the beneficiary of Scott Drew's coaching Miller using Lockin and Bridges there on that last quad box of returning players to this strong, strong conference. Very good. If there's anybody we left out, make sure you hop in those comments and live chat wherever you wherever you are right now. Let us know who we missed. Let us know if you think these teams are going to be any worse for the wear because of these lackadaisical transfer portal rules or whatever. You know, leave us a comment. We see you watching. Make sure you hop in there and do so. That's the returning stars. Now let's get to the transfers. Those players coming in from that transfer portal as we were getting to Earlier, transfer duos. We're going to get four duos. We did some trios earlier, one duo. Now we're going to get four duos, okay? Four duos and then one quad box across the league to wrap up the transfer uh, section here. So here we go. Let's start it. West Virginia, Jesse Edwards and Kerr Creesa. Man, I love me some Kerr Creesa. I hope he can get it going down there for those Mountaineers. It's already been sort of shaky for him. But there you go. Love that intensity. Look at him. Crease. I love that guy. 37% from three in the down year. 10 points. Five dimes. Uh, has had his ups and downs for sure. 
And then let's not forget Jesse Edwards transferring in from Syracuse, the 6'11", 240-pound center. 14.5 points, 10.3 boards, 1.4 steals, 2.7 blocks, a double-double, and 4.1 stocks per game. Sends a shiver down my spine. A wild ride this offseason for the Mountaineers with Coach Huggins being let go. Obviously, this we, we're not going to get into that. But uh, interim head coach here taking over, Eric. This is, uh, you know, buckle up, Mountaineer fans. Yeah, bit of a bit of a bumpy ride for old Huggy Bear over the course of this summer, and that you know that that really led to some turmoil around this program. Um, you know, people transferring in, people transferring out. You know, now I, th- I think we've got the official roster set. We saw Jose Perez be dismissed. We saw Raekwon Battles waiver get denied. So you know, prior to the those updates. In West Virginia and, and Coach Eilert were sitting here with like a top five transfer class. And now a lot of that weight is going to shift over to Edwards and to Creesa. Start with Edwards, just an absolute monster inside on really both ends of the floor, right? Like his offensive game has has developed nicely over you know over the, the recent seasons, but the the defensive side is is really where he he makes his bread, right? He's gonna erase shots, he's gonna clean up the glass. You know, it'll it'll be interesting to see. You know, maybe maybe the best thing that could have happened to him was just getting out of that two three zone. So now that he's playing in a more modernized system, going to be really fun to see what he can do. And then for for Creesa, you know, he's he's had an up and down career at Arizona in in his own right. You know, we we know that he is a tremendous playmaker. We know that he can stroke it from from range pretty much at a at, at the drop of a hat. And you know, now the the question, you know, with this bigger role. Can he potentially cut down on some of the mistakes that have, you know, led to those ups and downs over his career and really just focus on on playing ball? Chris has got like walk into the gym range, man. Like mm-hmm. it's is it's so fun to watch play. And I hope for the sake of this conference that it, that they get the best version of Kerr Creesa. All right, we talked about the Cougars earlier. A little bit. Let's talk about some players they are bringing in with LJ Cryer and Damian Dunn. Cryer coming in from those Baylor Bears within now within the conference. Pardon me, within the conference, obviously. 6'1, 200 pound guard. Average 15 points, two dimes, and 42% from deep. Ooh, love that. Anything, it's 35% are up for me, gentlemen and ladies watching. Uh, 42, you got to love that all day long. Love that efficiency. And then Dunn. 35% from three, just uh, hit that threshold a lot to go with 15.3 points, 3.7 boards, and three dimes for the Temple Owls last season, the big guard, 6'5", and 205 pounds. All right, if you're going to lose Sasser and Mark, I mean, these are <laughs> these are two of the better options <laughs> to fill the roles here, Mike. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Samson showing he can he can do work in the portal and lost uh you know those core pieces that we just uh, mentioned, and look, you got Shed coming back handling the point right. So, Cryer going to be able to play uh, a little bit of point, but mostly off the ball. Uh, really a contributor of scoring. Uh, you know, he's he's not really the defender that those guys are, but um, you know what you lose uh, defensively, you're going to gain offensively. So. At that three-point shot that he brings, one with 90% from the stripe, uh, less than two turnovers per game. You really, really like that. 
Uh, Dunn's a power wing. He really hunts his shot, has a little more upside defensively, but that has, you know, that's what he's made his name on scoring. He's an underrated playmaker. He's been rumored that he's had a really good camp. I mean, getting out of that mess at Temple and into the system is only going to really enhance his game overall. Yeah. No doubt about it. We'll see what those Cougars can do. You know, I'm not going to drop this about Creason. and I wanted to, you know, this guy, I'm telling you, the, the, sh- <laughs> the, the shots there, it, it got to go down. Yeah, I know he doesn't shoot well in big games. Maybe, you know, like what I admit said, uh, you know, with Creasa, but uh, doesn't shoot well in big games there. Thanks, Mitt, for hopping in there. Um, I don't know. Creasa's, uh, you know, all being figured out. He's had those ups and downs, man. Like just too many of those ups and downs. Uh, all right, Cougars there. Moving on from the Cougars, Cryer and Dunn obviously had to go back on Creaser there because of Mitt's comment. But moving on now to those Texas Longhorns, Max Asmus and EPL Horton coming in. For the Longhorns, Asmus transferring in is probably the best player in Oral Roberts history. I don't, I don't know. There's not too much of an argument there. Six foot, 175 pound guard. 22 points, 4.4 boards, 4 assists. Mr. Do-It-All on 37% from three, 92% from the charity stripe, and 1.1 steals. A huge get out of the portal for Rodney Terry. And then Ethel Horton in from UCF, the 6'5", 200-pound guard, averaged 12.3 points, 3.7 rebounds, 35% from three, 1.4 steals per. Love the defense coming in from the portal we talked about texas losing a little bit of firepower a little bit of fire power i should say and uh both of these guys definitely know how to put the biscuit in the basket eric yeah we'll we'll start with ace miss you know there was there was a point when the portal season first opened that texas fans were getting a little nervous about how quiet it was and then boom coach terry goes oh, out me? he gets his guy what? right like me yeah me one of one of the most lethal offensive guards in the country. He's he's transitioning in from the Summit League, and that transition to to the high majors, and not just the high majors, the highest of high majors in the Big Twelve, is a legitimate storyline and and question for the Horns, right? Like he's scored a million points in college. We've seen him dazzle in that Sweet Sixteen run over Ohio State and Florida. Two time Player of the Year there in the Summit League. You know he's he's not going to give you a ton on the defensive side, but when you've guys when you've got guys like Hunter and Mitchell running out there with him, you want as much offense as you can get. So he should fit in perfectly. We'll watch to see how he transitions up to the high majors. And for Horton, he was he was on the other end of the spectrum. He was kind of a late addition this offseason, but a much much needed one in terms of his ability to score the ball from range. He's you know he's he's had a long road to this fifth and final year. He's had stops at. UCF at at Pitt, right? And you know whether whether he's you know coming coming off the bench, whether he's starting, he's he's going to be one of those guys that can you know can can provide some scoring pop and and really make it rain from from downtown. So he's a guy that we may look back and say you know this this was a late addition that was really the X factor that pushed the Longhorns over the top. And both these pieces were huge additions for Coach Terry. He could be, uh, but Aceman is a bucket that. That doesn't yeah. not transfer over, you know. Like we're Aceman is going to score the ball a lot uh, for this Longhorn team, uh, but Horton will play a key role as 
Well, all right, to the Little Apple. Let's go to Manhattan. Most Kansas State Wildcats, Tyler Perry and Arthur Kaluma. Tyler Perry coming in from North Texas, 5'11", 180-pound guard, 17.3 points, 3.4 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 1.3 steals, along with a cool, crisp 41% from deep. And, of course, Kaluma the former Creighton forward, 6'7", 225 pounds, 12 points, and six boards. All right. Noel, out. Keontae Johnson, out. Hello, Perry and Kaluma. And then with Tomlin, Mike, whenever whenever he gets back from whatever break he has to take, <laughs> this is the new big three for Coach Tang. Yeah, I don't think K-State's going to be sneaking up on anybody this year. I mean, you know, Perry, one of the best players coming out of Conference USA. Kaluma is an NBA-caliber wing, um, looking for a little more opportunity and consistency. You know, for for Perry, you're going to get a, a lot of scoring and a big shot ability. I mean, he's nowhere near the facilitator that Noel was. Not many people are. Uh, he plays tough on both ends of the floor. He's an upgrade over Noel defensively, so you're going to get that. And then Kaluma, I mean, he's slimmed down. More explosive uh, athlete, I feel like, than Keontae Johnson. That's just my opinion. Uh, he could be a force on both ends. He really needs to show it, though, on a nightly basis. Uh, you know, he's surprised a lot of people when he jumped into the portal. That was one where we were like, oh, man, like this one is uh, kind of interesting. So, you know, he's played in some big-time games, obviously, and I think he'll be ready for the Big 12 grind, and this is a very fun big three uh, for Coach Tank for sure. Yeah, I know that about it. Yeah, it looks like we got a couple more comments in here. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, Kevin okay. Lucas, Dade Ames will be a player for the Wildcats. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, that that's the fun thing, right? Uh, every year there's going to be a, a guy uh, probably for each roster that, that really steps up and a guy that maybe we don't get much love to preseason and all of a sudden they're a key piece. Like Serge Barry Rice last year for Texas. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't have him on my radar. I was like a – yeah, that'd be an okay piece, but no way I thought he was going to have that type of impact. So, yeah, there's usually one on every team. Yeah, Ames could definitely be that guy for the Wildcats. Um, leaving on out of the duos and into the awesome quad box that I know they grabbed. Oh, beautiful, beautiful stuff there. Hunter Dickinson. How is Hunter Dickinson in the Big 12? This is a real thing. And that's why I love the transfer portal there with Hunter Dickinson. Coming in from Kansas, Ray J. Dennis, uh, coming into Kansas, I should say. Ray J. Dennis for Baylor, Jameer Nelson Jr. for TCU, and JVN McCollum, now a Sooner in Norman, Oklahoma. Let's start with Hunter Dickinson. Coming in from Michigan. He's seven foot two, and you can't teach that. 260 pounds, average 18 and a half points, nine boards, 42% from three, 1.8 blocks. What can you say about this guy that hasn't already been said in the land of the big man, as they like to say? Of course, we waited a while in the Big 12 to uh, preview to mention Hunter Dickinson, but of course, we weren't going to forget the crown jewel of the transfer portal. And Eric, it feels like. Uh, Dickinson and Coach Self are a match made in heaven. The land of the big men who only get bigger. Apparently, Hunter Dickinson is just sprouting up like 
an inch every 12 hours or so since he made it to Kansas. But yeah, Coach Self, um, he's uh, he's done all right for himself with talented talented big men before. He's got some he's got some good fives there on on his resume. And Dickinson comes in and he can really do it all offensively, right? Like you know the the knock on his game. If if you want to nitpick, you know he's he's not he's not the most prolific rim protector, but you know he'll he'll block a couple shots defensively. You know the, 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 he'll he'll definitely mix it up on on that side of the court. But the 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 thing about Hunter is his addition to this this lineup it it slides Adams over to the four and it just opens up everything that the Jayhawks want to do offensively, right? Like he is going to be the center of gravity in terms of where the opposing team focuses their defense. That's going to create open looks for everyone else on this Jayhawks roster. And yet again, we're we're actually going to be talking about our betting preview here in a few days. The Jayhawks are going to be right up there with one of the betting favorites to be the top dog in this conference. And that has a lot to do with uh, with getting the most coveted piece in Hunter Dickinson in the transfer portal. Yeah, you're getting two blocks a game from Dickinson, and that's not even his <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not even the best part of his game. It's crazy. What a player. It's gonna be fun to watch him on a on a regular basis in the Big Twelve. Ray J. Dennis coming in from the Toledo Rockets to the Big Twelve. Now a Baylor Bear, six two hundred eighty pound point guard, nineteen and a half points, four point three boards, five point eight dimes, one point five steals, thirty-seven percent from three. We loved watching Dennis uh, at the mid-major level. Now he's a bear in the Big 12. A huge get for Coach Drew. Obviously, you were praising his coaching earlier. And yeah, it's it's not always about the, the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And Coach Drew knows how to get him on campus. You know, Ray J has one wish. And that's for a smooth <laughs> transition to the high majors. Mike. Oh, my goodness. I'm supposed to follow the one wish by Ray J. Um, but, yeah, we talked to Coach Kowalchuk last offseason and just had nothing but great things to say. Obviously, now here with Baylor, I mean, this dude can ball. He's a dominant scorer, dominant distributor. Uh, I don't really see him struggling with this transition, man. I've watched a lot of him last year. I think he'll fit in nicely. And, uh, you know, we talked about Baylor, but the guys they lost in the backcourt, right? So, I mean, Dennis is going to be the number one option uh, like he was at Toledo. And, you know, like, he's very comfortable with that. I think it'll be very successful in the system. Yeah, I, I could have gone with sexy, can I? I didn't think that that would have really fit in well there. So I figured one wish was probably the best route to, to take. Jameer Nelson Jr., the guard, now a TCU Horn Frog, previously a Delaware a Blue Hen, 6'2", 205 pounds, averaged. 20.6 points, 4.6 rebounds, 3.6 dimes, 2.4 swipes. A uh, Another primetime mid-major star, this time for Jamie Dixon. And yes, that is Jameer Nelson Jr. Makes like I have enough, like I need any more reasons to feel old. Uh, another one of those guys uh, from, you know, back in the day that played ball and his son is now here. Um, but yeah, Eric is quite a player. Yeah. And he's, he's coming in and, and making daddy proud, right? Like he's, he's playing up to the the family name and, and then some, you know, slotting in here for, for TCU. Like we mentioned earlier, this is a team that lost ball. They, they lost miles. So Nelson is, is going to, is going to, you know, immediately step in as the top option in the backcourt 
He's another guy with just a ton of tools on the offensive side. He's got great hands on defense. He can poke a few out. You know, the, the transition from Delaware, you know, on a night in, night out basis, you know, might might take a little bit of time for him to get his sea legs, you know, fighting his way through the, the Big 12 here. But obviously he's he's got the family pedigree. And, you know, we've we've seen him really, really take the, the weight of the world on his shoulders with Delaware. And I, I expect it to be a pretty similar story for him this season with TCU. No doubt about it. One more transfer into this conference that we wanted to make sure we put some shine on. Javian McCollum, the former Siena guard, is now an Oklahoma Sooner. He's 6'2", 160 pounds. Average set, uh, 16 points, four dimes, 1.1 steals on 36% from three-point as well. Big-time jump as a sophomore, Mike, led him to this opportunity to come to the Big 12, and the Sooners could definitely use some of that offense. Yeah, they sure could. I mean, really good outside shooter and, man, another mid-major star making their way to the Big 12. Uh, really struggle with turnovers, though, so I, I worry about it a little bit. It's got to grow in that department. Uh, obviously, playing next to Yuzan, uh, he's consistently making, you know, really good plays. You know, they two should play off of each other where McCone can just be more of a scorer. Um, but, you know, I think he's going to slot right into that Grant Sherfield role. Um, and, you know, that's that's some big shoes to fill, but I feel like he's going to be able to fit that nicely. And, uh, yeah, the Sooners, they absolutely need his offense, and Coach Bozier, uh, a, a very good coach at, uh, you know, obviously limiting turnovers, so we'll see if he can kind of get that corrected. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing that backcourt duo. To feel like Oklahoma was just this close to getting that bid last season, and if McCollum can, can bring that offense, going to have a hard time – keeping some of these teams out, especially now you can't use the excuse anymore that, Oh, we don't want to let 90% of a conference in when you've got 14 team league at this point. I mean, it is what it is. I'm just saying, but uh, yeah, coach Moser definitely could use that offensive help there. Dickinson, Dennis Nelson and McCollum wrapping up our transfers into the big 12. Hit those like and subscribe buttons for us, please. Hop in the live chat. We see you in the lobby watching. Let us know you're there. Drop a fire emoji we determined during the last show. This was fire. I'm going to get this up. And when I do this, that means hit the fire. Wait, there we go. Hit the fire emojis in the chat. It's cold down here in Central Texas. It's 45 at my house right now. I'm loving every bit of it. But uh, Big 12 is fire. Just like... One and done is, so make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons and turn on those notification bells. This is the last time, though, if you're watching live, that we're getting to do those world-famous tiers. And no, not the tiers that UCF fans will most likely be shedding by the end of the season. No, no! These are the ranked tiers, three tiers, as we like to do. And tonight, of course, just before... Spooky day, it's Halloween candy theme. The top tier will be the old Snickeroonie, the sneakers bar. The mid tier will be fun dip. You know, none of the, it's okay. You know, you don't mind seeing that fun dip in your bag. You know, it's all right. And then, even though I totally disagree with this slander, Candy corn is going to be the bottom tier. I'm so tired of all the candy corn slander. It's ridiculous. But for the sake of our tiers, candy corn will be at the bottom. Snickers at the top. Fun dip in the mid. 
And candy corn at the bottom. Oh, what a beautiful graphic there. There we go. Snickers, fun dip, and candy corn. All right. I am going to – oh, who do we got? Did somebody – did we get the fire? Did we get it in the comments? Yeah, we got a did fire. Ryan, let's go. Steve. Welcome let's in, go, Ryan. Ryan. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome in, Ryan. Thanks for dropping that in the in the old live chat. We Ooh, appreciate Jay, you've, that, man. You've got a friend here. Despite all candy corn being produced in the year 1931, <laughs> Mitt's right there with you. No candy corn go, slander oh, allowed. Gosh. Is it slanderous let's... if it's true? That is my question. <laughs> Let's go, Mitt. Such a contrarian take from Mitt Let's and from Jay here. <laughs> yeah, it just happens to be right. That's all right. And Different just for strokes. the sake of it, Different I will take the candy corn tier right now. I can't see that Cincinnati logo there on the screen, but they are definitely uh, in. They're in there. You got to really zoom. Oh, yeah, you got to squint. You got to really squint there. Uh, there. That is the Cincinnati uh, logo there. Miss out on some transfer guys. They do have Seamus Lukosius, excuse me, who was a solid player for Butler last year. Their guard play, that's where the issue lies. You know I love me some guard play. And Cincinnati, um, mm, uh, suspect, maybe. It's, can I be kind there? If, if uh, Skillings can make a jump, that's that, that would help the guard play. Uh, but maybe even be competitive. But I feel like this is going to be a tough first year for Coach Miller uh, here in the Big 12. And then, oh, UCF. You guys have given me Cincinnati and UCF. Okay, UCF down here as well. Uh, Darius Johnson as the point guard. That's something to, uh, you know, to uh, a bright point, I guess, if you will, for the Knights. Shamari Allen was a really good scorer at Kansas City, as was Jalen Sellers of Ball State. Now, again, this is the opposite of Cincinnati here. Good backcourt, but the front court might need a little bit of work. So that's why you see up a little bit unbalanced there, and we're going to have them down in the candy corn tier, which is our low tier. Mike, hit us with the fun dip, <laughs> which, of course, everybody, they just need to make sell the actual, like, white things <laughs> like this. That you, I would Whoa. just eat those. The fun dip is great, but just I just Whoa. want those little – this is such a candy sticks. corn supporter take. Do you like the <laughs> stick more than the pure sugar, my guy? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Just suck Ooh. it on that, on that, on that, on that stick, man. That's beautiful, Mike. Save it. Let's do the fun dip. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm trying to save this. Like I'm trying to save Cincinnati's logo down there, um, but a lot is up so far in this tier. I mean, I would say we know they're going to be competitive under Coach Osselberger. That's just what they do. We talked about Lipsy, the five star blue. Keyshawn Gilbert, man, a really good shooter from UNLV. I feel like he's next factor. Front court, I mean, they're all kind of back, right? Like Trey King, we played a little bit of him when he was mid-price in DFS. Hassan Ward, uh, second year over from VCU, and then Robert Jones was you know, pretty solid. All kind of limited roles last year. I just I don't see the upside to challenge for elite crown, so that'll hang them out here in the mid-tier section. Oklahoma, one of the hardest teams to peg down. Like, you know Coach Mosier is going to have them in the mix. They beat Alabama last year. We thought they were going to the tournament. And then they play, and then Big 12 play got to them. Look, McCollum, we talked about him. If he can make a good transition, him and Yuzon can be a, an underrated backcourt. Really, you know, Jalon Moore and, and John Hugley from Pitt, like that front court has a chance to be pretty solid. We'll see how those guys transition. You know, Hugley's kind of the key for me, I mean, to unlocking the upside to this team. I mean, he's really good at Pitt a few years ago. He needs to be strong defensively and, and really show something coming off of, uh, you know, coming off of last year. So, 
they're slotted down here in that mid-tier section. And TCU is in a, in a great position. You know, Coach Dixon lost some talent that uh, you've been used to saying the names the last couple of years. Emmanuel Miller, we spotlighted. Charles Abandon uh, is back as well. Uh, Jameer Nelson's transition going to be an important storyline. I, I feel like he's going to get it figured out uh, come conference uh, season. And then, uh, you know, Avery Anderson comes over from Oklahoma State. He's played a lot of good basketball. Trevion Tennyson, one of my favorites in the mid-major. We got to see him in the tournament last year from Texas A&M Corpus Christi. So uh, should have a pretty good backcourt. Uh, this team probably has the most upside to maybe get into that top tier. And then you have Texas Tech, like moving on from Coach Mark Adams. Now we have a rebuilt program under Coach McCaslin. Love us some Pop Isaacs. And then really it's a story of transfers, how these guys will gel, you know, how they play is going to be obviously a huge storyline. Uh, Joe Toussaint, we know him a lot. Started off at Iowa then West Virginia, comes over after the whole situation with Bob Huggins. The front court's really full of power conference players, right? Like Devin Cambridge, he's well-traveled. Uh, most recently of Arizona State, also coming over from Arizona State, the seven-foot shot blocker born Washington. Feels like he's got – uh, really nice lot potential there with Pop Isaacs. And then Darian Williams was absolutely fantastic at Nevada for his freshman year. Had a lot of upside. I mean, this team is going to be one that we have to wait to really judge. I mean, it's going to take probably two months or so um, until we kind of see what this looks like on the floor. Obviously, the exhibition game today against Texas A&M seems like they're going to be able to get it going, but we don't, we'll know that for sure until we, the games actually count. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. This mid-tier, it's the Big 12, right? Like, all these teams are just very, very solid. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's jump right up to our top tier, Eric. Go ahead and take the Snickers tier in the Big 12. What do you got? Man, there's so much to clean up here. Like, first and foremost, uh, wow, Austin, we <laughs> welcome in. Like, all right, what's um, up, Austin? First, first time chatter, love to hear from you. And just firing off facts, Jamie Dixon, and this frogs, this frogs team can absolutely be dangerous and make some noises here. Preach. And if you're gonna eat that stick from the fun dip, you might as well just pick up a piece of sidewalk <laughs> and start gnawing on that joint because that is exactly oh. what you're getting. That that thing oh. is exclusively a vehicle to get that <laughs> sugar into your mouth and nothing else. Oh. Austin, welcome in. I think you can be our <laughs> 600 subscriber. Go ahead and hit that button. Let us Do know it. what's up in chat. And in this chat, all of you watching right now. I get the top tier tonight for a change, and it's not even the correct top tier. Snickers, like where where are my Reese's fans out here in this chat? Let me know that Reese's <laughs> needs to be the top tier. Either way, Snickers is a fine candy bar <laughs> in its own regard, and these four teams are damn fine teams in their own rights. Uh, we'll start with Mike's Baylor Bears, right? A lot of attrition around this team, but. You know, we we love Ray J. Dennis and what he can bring. They've also got a five-star freshman coming in. And Walter, you know, they, they, they've got pretty solid depth at the guard position. You've got Langston Love. You've got VCU transfer Jaden Nunn coming in. Nunn is another guy that can just absolutely stretch the floor, plays tough on defense. Jalen Bridges, JTT, they're back here in the front court. And you know that Scott Drew can really coach these boys up and get the most out of this roster. So definitely like them here up top. And we've got H-Town coming in for their first season in the Big 12, and they're probably going to make a bit of noise immediately, right? We, we, we've got that guard trio with Shed, Cryer, and Dunn. Uh, you know, Roberts is in the front, front court. We talked about him earlier. Um, you know, we, we've got Terrace Arsenault, player to, to watch. He, he could absolutely be an X-factor piece for them in their sophomore year. And 
kind of like with with Coach Drew, right? Like Kelvin Sampson, he's he's going to get these boys playing. He obviously, you know, has them pay attention on the defensive side, and you know he's he's got some he's got a stable full of horses offensively. So like how the Cougs set up for year one in the Big Twelve, uh, Kansas. Like, do we really need to talk about Kansas? Right, like just completely smashed it out of the park with Dickinson and the transfer portal uh, is a monster to add to this core of players that are returning. One guy we didn't talk about is Townsend transfer Nick Timberlake. You know he can he can light it up from three. You know gives them another weapon. Uh, Mike, you didn't mention incoming Frenchman El Marco Jackson earlier. A lot of upside. You know potentially has some impact this year. So obviously, Coach Self, another fine coach in his own regard. Potential, potential Hall of Famers that we're running down here. And to keep the theme alive, our fourth potential Hall of Famer coach is none other than Coach Terry and those fighting UT Longhorns. At least the story, the, the book is yet to be written on that. But we spotlighted Hunter Mitchell, Disu coming back earlier. You know, you can't forget Jay's guy, the, 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 the junkyard dog, Brock Cunningham, you know, glue guy, just completely, you know, brings the energy and gets the motor running for this entire team. You know the the story really is is Max Aismas, right? Absolute bucket. He 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 can he can absolutely fill it up and and heat up faster than a microwave. We're gonna watch him transition to the Big Twelve and the high major ranks. And we haven't even talking talked about another key transfer. They brought in Caden Shedrick from Virginia, guy who can absolutely change the game for them defensively, right? So I mean, all four of these teams are by a good measure some of the most competitive in the country and certainly in the big 12. So they are up here in the Snickers should be Reese's tier with ease. It's, I don't know how you can be so wrong so many times about candy in one take. Like it's just, it's ridiculous, but yeah, it's uh Snickers fun dip and candy corn are top mid and low tier teams that are slotted in so far. Let's move on now to the four that are not ranked in the tiers and finish off our preview series with a bang here. Starting with those Mountaineers of West Virginia and candidate for craziest offseason of the year, of the decade, of the, of the millennium, whatever you want to call it. Mike, where are you at with the Mountaineers? Well, I'm wondering where you're at with my West Virginia song that you always sing but I guess we'll save that for the end of the show. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> hey, look, my head was spinning all offseason. Even as of like, what, when did Perez get dismissed? Like a week ago? It's still spinning. I think we know what we're going to have with West Virginia. There's no Raekwon battle as of now, but I believe there's an appeal going on to see if he can get a waiver. Uh, you know, Perez is uh, gone to ASU after whatever happened with that situation. I don't want to, you know, dive too far into those uh, that deal. But Omar Silverio, his teammate from Manhattan, like two years ago, uh, he had his waiver denied back in late August, and his career is over. And then a cook, a cook, he just had a serious injury at a preseason game the other day, and and glad to hear reports are that he's recovering. So apparently, a very scary situation. Uh, he was a guy that was, you know, being looked at as someone that was going to heavily contribute. We'll see, um, you know, kind of where that goes. And then Huggins obviously got fired. Like Trey Mitchell left, Joe Tucson gone. Like, so now it's like there's Creesa and there's Edwards. Is that really enough? I mean, 
it's a tough league. And then you have uh, you have a new coach, right, Josh Eilert. So uh, I am going to have to go the candy corn tier for me. Eric, what are your thoughts, man? Look, I, I think you make some valid points. And while uh, while you were looking for Jay to sing one song, I'll sing another one of his favorites because I thought when this Bob Huggins stuff went down, we we're going to be looking at an Exodus, but they actually did a pretty good job of hanging on to several of their key transfers. We talked about Creesa and Edwards earlier. You know, these are you know two of the most coveted tra- transfers in the entire country. But we've also got you know Quinn Quinn Solzinski. He's an underrated transfer coming in from Iona. Stretch four. You can fill it up from downtown. You know, lot to like in how they've added to their roster through the transfer portal. But you also got some guys that um, you know haven't haven't gotten a lot of action that could that could step up, right? Guards like Seth Wilson, Jeremiah Bembry, you know, guys that you know are are looking for that opportunity and you know should have it in front of them this season. And look for for me, like they have enough to be competitive night in and night out, right? They've got one of the best home courts advantage home court advantages in the entire league. And you know, Coach Eilert, he's he's been around this program, right? This is his first year stepping up to the head coaching ranks. But you know, I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to look at the the talent that he has uh, amassed and retained on this roster, and I'm I'm not I'm not going to doubt it until I see different. So I'm going to slide him in to the old mid tier, to toss him in that uh, that fun dip range. So Jay, sounds like Mike and I are at odds here. Why don't you pop on in and break the tie? Yeah, Wilson and Benbury are a couple of guys that could have left, could you know, at least considered leaving and, and didn't. They stuck around, and I feel like they have a point to prove. I think they will step up, and I don't see this team. They're too talented to struggle with, like, the Cincinnati's and the UCFs. I don't want to put them on that one. So we're putting them in the fun dip tier. Ooh, mid. Slot them in. Uh, Coach Tang and the Wildcats, my Kansas State. Where are you putting them? I mean, I shouldn't doubt the guy uh, after last year, but the Big 12's loaded. I mean, Noel's not there. One of the best seasons ever in the league. I mean, Tyler Perry has to show me that he can live up to that. I also worry about the three-point shooting on this team. I mean, outside of Perry and BYU transfer Crest Glover, like nobody's really a plus shooter on this team. So I got my concerns there. Uh, you You got a really good roster, you know, kind of, up and down, right? But I think there's a little regression. So I, I'm not going to put them up at the very top tier. I'm going to slot them in the middle and give it some fun dip. Eric, are you with me on this one? And our last preview show of the year, going to come out here and just bang on Coach Tang like this. Like their, their big three is, is really good, right? Like we'll, uh, we'll see how much time they spend on the court together. But once they're out there, they're going to, they're going to give teams fits all year long. You mentioned Glover, like just absolute dynamo on the offensive side. Naquan Tomlin, another offseason to to improve on on his game overall. And the the thing for me, like this is a team that that wasn't supposed to compete last year, and they did, right? They they knocked off Mister March himself. So look, I I think I think they've got the the horses to compete again. I'm I'm putting them all the way up. I'm I'm putting them up in that Snickers tier, Jay. Another another team here, another tie for you to break. Which way are you going? No, I'm going to – well, last show out, Eric was the negative Nancy, and now we got Mike slotting these teams too low, in my humble opinion. I'm sticking with Eric on this one. Cam Ooh. Carter, Ooh. 26 minutes last year, that glue guy for, for them. 
Um, yeah, X Factor type. 14 teams in this league now, too. Like, there's nothing unrealistic with five fighting at the top, especially when you're when you're this talented on paper. We are putting them in the Snickers tier. God, love it. Love it. This conference is so damn good. Let's talk about those Cowboys of Oklahoma. Oh, Mike, real quick. If I'll do it. Country road. No, we'll get to it later. All right. Those Cowboys of Oklahoma State, Mike, does Coach Boynton get it done this year? Uh, I mean, just call me a negative Nancy a second ago, but the roster uh, doesn't jump off the page. When I look at it, Javon Small, I mean, pretty good player from ECU. Bryce Thompson and John Michael Wright, I mean, they're back. They had decent years. We spotlighted daily. He's going to be very important for this team. There's a lot of freshmen on this team. I got this thing a year away, so uh, a little candy corn action for me here. Eric, I know you got to agree with me on this one. I mean, even if they're a year away, that's that's not necessarily candy corn territory. Like, I, I like this backcourt. We we hyped up daily on, on the show earlier, right? And now you look across small, across Thompson, across right. Like, you know, this, this team's going to be a tough out every single night. There's another guy we haven't talked about, Isaiah Miranda, 7-1. Redshirted at NC State last year. Now he's you know he's over here with the with the Cowboys in in a, in a position to make some noise for them. He can shoot threes. He can block shots. Like he's got the makings of a legitimate breakout candidate. And look, no, nobody's going to want to go to OSU and you know face off against a very young but very talented roster. So they might be a year away. But I I think what they're what they're trotting out on the court every night's got them in the fun dip zone for me. So Jay, three for three, break another tie. Yeah, I was I was giving it to Mike for being negative a little bit ago, but I'm actually gonna to stick with him on this one after siding with you a couple of times, Eric. <laughs> slot him in the candy corn. Too young for this league. Good guard play, but don't have a game breaker type. Uh Boyne, one tournament appearance in six years. Put him in the candy corn tier. We're just we're just leaving it there. Let's finish up here with BYU and our friend. Coach Pope, um, we have Mike back here in the oh, studio. So, gonna Mike, gonna go to you here. How are you feeling about uh, those Cougars this year? Uh, I gotta show some love for our guy, Coach Pope. I mean, spotlighted Traore. Uh, he's back along with Dalen Hall, Spencer Johnson, Richie Saunders. I mean, the wings here: Jackson Robinson, Trevin Nell, Noah Waterman's back at center. I mean. I think the thing that really gives this team a chance on a nightly basis is Dawson Baker and, and Ali Khalifa, the transfers. Um, you know, Baker's a guard from UC Irvine, uh, just a really, really good knockdown shooter. And then Khalifa, man, a versatile big, I mean, one of the best passers at the position. He really gives you some outside shooting from that position as well. So a lot of versatility. I think they're going to be competitive in year one. Uh, I don't think they're going to have the horses at the very, very top, just a solid team all the way around. Uh, I'm gonna slot them in the uh, in the fun dip here, Eric. Uh, can we get an agreement to uh, to end our conference preview series, please? We will close out by playing nice. I'm I'm completely with you here, right? Like, very solid team, top to bottom. You know, a team that would have made a ton of noise in the WCC. And look, it's it's gonna take some time to adjust up to the most challenging league in the entire country, right, Coach Pope? He, he's he's building something special with his roster. He has an amazing culture there. He only wants competitors. These guys are going to bring it every single night. And, the you know, based on at least where he had holes in his roster, spot on with the guys he brought in through, through the transfer portal, right? Guys that 
we easily could have spotlighted earlier guys like Jackson Robinson, Spencer John- Johnson, right? These are these are dudes that we think can you know can really come in and, and take it to the next level. So we will close out hand in hand. We will drop him into the fun dip. It look this this is going to be ultra competitive in the Big Twelve, and I, I think BYU is going to come in and be right in the mix. Glad I don't have to break a tie between you guys. Like it's you know y'all play that good cop bad cop, and I'm just ah just you know, but I don't mind it. You know I'm going to tell you what's up, Green Screens Media Universe. Get that out of me, baby. You know it. Doing my part. You do your part by hitting those like and subscribe buttons. But not before we round out our final tiers of the conference previews. Snickers section, fun dip, and candy corn. We're going to start down the bottom candy corn in the Big 12. Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, and UCF. The fun dip tier, BYU, Iowa State, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and that top tier in this conference, Baylor, Houston, Kansas, Kansas State, and Texas. All right. Appreciate everybody <laughs> hanging out with us tonight. If you stayed up late with us on the East Coast, it's after midnight now. It's uh, it's so spooky season, little one and done after dark. But we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. Let's put a ball on this one. Going to go to Eric the blue for some final thoughts on the big 12 look one of our favorite disclaimers here at the on the one and done show is that we were told there would be no math but i think one of the things that the the big 12 did in in expanding the conference is they they moved the numbers in their favor right seven teams made it into the big dance from this league and arguably eight or nine out of their 10 should have made it in. It was math that kept them out. So they went out and they changed that math around. They expanded out to 14, and they did pretty damn well for themselves. They're bringing in guys and programs like U of H and BYU that you know we think are going to be in the mix as soon as this year, and, and a couple of up-and-coming programs that you know can can really get adjusted to, to the, the, the Big 12 play, right? So... You know, bright future for this conference, amazing season to come. I think this is going to be the premier league in all of college basketball, and I can't wait for this one to tip off. Mike, let's get the captain's comments to close it out. Uh, Kansas, 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 more Kansas, and then really a lot of really, really good teams, uh, even at the bottom. Like It is going to be a gauntlet. Um you know, I talked about the other day. Maybe the SEC could could maybe leapfrog the Big Twelve. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's it, you know, Big East is up there too. We'll see. Um, but definitely one of the best conferences that's been out there for the past five years or so. And yeah, I'm excited to see. This is gonna be a completely like you can have the, the round robins gone right. Like it's it's got all kinds of madness happening in the Big Twelve until Texas OU head out uh, the following year. So it's gonna be a lot of fun for this year uh, for sure, and it's still gonna be a strong program even after Texas no year out of it. So uh, yeah, yeah, just looking forward to see what Kansas is gonna do for sure if they can maintain that crown at the top. You were reading my mind, sir. This conference is set up nicely even after Texas and OU exit. This is a hell of a conference. The cream of the crop. Creme de la creme, my brothers in basketball. Brothers and sisters in basketball. Broskies in basketball, if you will. Hey, we did it. We got through the whole conference, the whole nation. Conference previews, not the Ivy League. 
But everything else, we got it all in for you. Go back and watch them all. Go back and watch our coaches' interviews. We got our betting preview coming up here. Make sure you hit those like and subscribe buttons. Make sure you hop in those comments like Kalen, Kevin, Mitt, Ryan, and Austin all did tonight. Shout out to those five for doing their part in the Green Screens Media Universe. Make sure you get over to Green Screens Media for that uh, betting preview. We're still one away from 600 subs. Get over there. Be that 600 person. Let us know that you did it. Leave us a comment. Follow us all on Twitter. Follow at the real Napier. Follow us on Get Green Screen at Get Green Screens on X and um, TikTok. Top twenty countdowns going on over there at One and Done CBB is the Twitter handle for the show. Don't go too far. We never will. Mm-hmm. Tell somebody you love them. Have a nice day. Let's get this bread, baby. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.